How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sources say the Carolina Panthers are moving all the way from number nine to the number one overall selection, trading with the Chicago Bears for the right to draft any quarterback they want. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh Everybody calm down. What a major trade. Oh, baby. The Bears trade out of the one spot. Go down to the nine spot. Carolina moves up eight spots. Bears do not. What is going on? What are you doing? These talks have been going on and have intensified since the combine. Um, there are some scenarios that it might benefit us to move, you know, before pregnancy, you know, opens potentially. And there's scenarios where you could, you know, add players. Wasn't a lifetime opportunity, people. Come on, here we go, here we go. Coughs up a second this year, a one next year, a two the year after that, and DJ Moore. Well protected, Bridgewater, deep shot, DJ Moore in traffic. Oh, he came down with it, what a catch. They really like Justin Fields, they believe in Justin Fields. So the Bears keep Justin Fields, get a one in next year's draft, get a two in this year's draft, a two in the 2025 draft, and now throw DJ Moore out on the field with Mooney. Taking a shot for Darnell Mooney. What a catch! And Claypool. It's Claypool. Chase Claypool has the catch. With this running attack. Fields, oh, what a move to move past Nixon. And Justin Fields ahead of the field. And gone. What a run. That they can now supplement with some offensive line help with all of these picks, some defensive help. Way to go, Ryan Poles. I will never be happier than I am right now. I will also never be less happy. I will be at my current maximum happiness for the rest of my life. I love this move. Love it. I don't know. It's a good feeling. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears! <laughs> good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome to 670 The Score on your free Odyssey app. I am David Haw with you until 11 o'clock this morning. Like usual, every Saturday morning, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. No, this is not inside the clubhouse. This is special programming taking you inside the trade, the big trade that you just heard about. Ryan Poles and the Bears pulled it off Friday afternoon, shook up an already significant offseason. This is what you want to talk about. This is why we're here today. Nice job, Sean Sears. With that open, a lot of excitement around the league, a lot of excitement in the city, a lot of excitement and feeling of satisfaction. It's got to be, got to be at Hallis Hall. Maybe a sense of relief, too. No, so this won't be a baseball show like we're used to bringing you 52 weeks a year on Inside the Clubhouse, but it will be 
about an executive swinging for the fences. Yes, absolutely true. No, this won't be March Madness like there's going on at the United Center and we're awaiting a selection Sunday, but it will be about, about Ryan Poles' one shining moment. This is big. This is why Ryan Poles sounded so confident in Indianapolis. This is why we talked all week on the Mullen Haw Show and throughout the course of the day on the score about what did Ryan Poles know that the rest of us didn't. This is why Rich Eisen, who you heard in the open, referred to Ryan Poles as a virtuoso throughout the week. This is why a general manager would trade the number one overall pick in the NFL draft 48 days before he has to. 48 days before he goes to the podium and Roger Goodell says what the Bears are going to do. This is enough of an impetus, a motivation. This is enough in return to justify acting now. This is the Bears taking a major step back toward respectability. A quantum leap, it feels like, because after 14 losses, let's face it, you're waiting for some sign of progress. You're waiting for some evidence of trust. This is them taking a step closer to playoff contention. No doubt about it. A move in the right direction. No question. The Bears no longer on the clock, as the promos say. They're off the clock, the front page of the Tribune tells us. But, you know, they are in the Ryan Poles position, right where they want to be. Right where they want to be. And I think that more than at any other point since he took over, when you're in that Poles position, You feel pretty good about the steering. You feel like this is the guy who pulled this off. And, yeah, a lot has to happen. Yes, DJ Moore has to stay healthy and productive, and all of these things have to be true. But (laughs) this is what you do when you multiply. This is what you do when you have a team that has nothing on their depth chart and you need to replenish a roster devoid of talent. This is how you rebuild. You take one pick and you turn it into five contributors, five bodies, five players potentially that will help Ryan Poles and the Bears sustain success. That's why you do this now. That's why we're talking about it on a Saturday in March when there's basketball going on and baseball in the spring training and everything else that feels like, okay, you know what? It's not football season. Newsflash. Breaking in Chicago. It's always football season. The NFL never sleeps. This was a Friday news dump, but there was nothing about Friday news dump feel to this. This was crazy. This was awesome. This is what we have to talk about today. I've got a lot of thoughts. I will continue to share. There's a lot of implications on this, but I want to hear from you. We want to have this conversation. We want to hear your reaction. What would you think? How bold was this? What does it mean to you? Am I overstating it? Are we all overstating this? Did Mark Grody spend five hours on the radio on a Friday night because it, for nothing? What do you think? Let's talk about it. 312-644-6767. Let's set this up this morning. So typically, obviously, this is a baseball show, but we're going to sh- shift gears as, as we keep t- referring to. Going to have Mike Mulligan, my partner on the Mullion Haw Show, joining me at 925. Going to talk to Tom Thayer at 10 o'clock may have a couple surprises along the way. There are a lot of people who have weighed in, a lot of people gracious with their time for the radio station on a Friday night. So we are going to make the rounds and see what we can uh, make sense of this, break it down, 
and analyze and react to what is a defining moment for Ryan Poles and as big of a trade as the Bears have made since they traded for Khalil Mack in 2018. You remember where you were that day in 2018 when the Bears pulled off the Khalil Mack trade. My sense is you'll know where you were and remember the Friday night when you heard the news, however you heard it, and the Bears traded the number one overall pick with the Panthers for a haul in return. Let's go over that haul before I tell you where I was. In return, they're swapping spots. They go down to nine. We'll talk about what you can get at nine, what they might be looking for at nine. Not as obvious as some maybe you might think. A lot of different possibilities. So they get the ninth pick. They get a 61 overall selection in the second round this year, a first rounder in 2024, a second rounder in 2025, and oh, by the way, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, the number one wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, coming to Chicago to be the number one wide receiver for Justin Fields. And that's what he is, folks. That is what he is. He's not a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think we need to exaggerate what he is, and we don't need to emphasize what he isn't because the Bears got what they wanted. They got a number one. Chase Claypool can be your number two now. Darnell Mooney's a great number three. And when you ask people to play different roles, you'll get different things out of them. Everything's about expectations. And now, sure, DJ Moore has to live up to those expectations. But he's got a pretty good track record, and he's got a great contract. Both those things make him worth throwing in the deal. So when Ryan Poles was talking about at Indianapolis having an offer for two number ones in the future, I was a little surprised he was that open about that molly and i talked all week about that and we said he better get him you say what you've got you better deliver this is ryan Poles delivering and no it's not two future first but here's the thing i don't know and i think we'll never learn if ryan Poles put out there that he's got two number ones did the panthers think that okay i wonder if they would take a two in 2025 and dj moore Because to me, and this is a football argument I'm willing to have with anybody out there that wants to make it, but to me, getting a number one wide receiver and a second-round draft pick for a team that might not be very good in 2025 or who who pick might be a pretty good high second-round draft pick in 2025, that's as good, if not better, than getting two first-round picks in 2024 and 2025. So I like this deal. I, I think it's hard to find flaws with it we can discuss the timing the Panthers also had to act in free agency uh in before free agency which by the way midnight Sunday going into Monday spring ahead your clocks tonight reminder public service announcement and tomorrow night when the clock hits midnight it's free agency teams can start to call players free agents and negotiate we kidded on the Mullion Haw show on Friday by the time we're on the air at 5 30 Monday morning Bears may have another player to add. Hey, the DJ more the merrier. Bring him on. (laughs) This may give Ryan Poles the clarity, number one, to focus on free agency. Number two, to every free agent out there, newsflash, the Bears are on the way. Somewhere, Somewhere good. It looks that way. You make a trade, Ryan Poles 
looks like a virtuoso. So I think that there's a lot to digest. There's a lot to sift through. And there's a lot of reaction. And we want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. Molly at 925. Thayer at 10 o'clock. Maybe surprises along the way. Let's start the conversation by going to the scored listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Danny is in Highland. Danny, good hey, morning. Welcome good morning, to David. the score. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Um, like everybody else, I was extremely excited about the trade. Like, oh, man, this is great. But then part of me started thinking, you know, well, maybe it's not so great. Could they have traded down to, say, two or four and then traded down again and get more picks? I mean, I'm happy for it. I think it's a, it's a great move. It's, some, it's a very un-Bears-like move. But I just feel they, got it, they could have maybe got more, and I would love to hear your opinion, David. Thanks. Danny, I respect where you're coming from. I think when we talk about the value of the number one overall pick as often as we do, it was a fixation for a season that you build up the expectations of, boy, you want everything. You want it all. And you're not going to be to the point – you're not going to feel satisfied, maybe no matter what the haul is. But let me just offer this. You want to trade down twice, and I've seen that mentioned and, and we've heard it discussed often. It doesn't happen. It's only happened twice in the Super Bowl era. Teams that have been the first overall traded down twice and stayed in the top ten. I don't know how practical it really was to expect that. I understand why, you know, you could sit there in, in this era of fantasy football where everybody is, you know, uh, an amateur general manager and, and make the trade that makes sense on your uh, laptop or on your smartphone and, or at your cocktail party. Sounds great at the bar. I don't know that it makes sense in the boardroom. I, I don't know that you're going to pull this off. So you have to be realistic. And – I never want – I think the, the exceptions to the rule forces to, to react in a way, okay, then, then let's see if that makes sense. But the rule is Ryan Poles typically is just going to make this one big bold move and, and judge the hall in return. And realistically, he got what makes sense. And I don't know if it fits on the Jimmy Johnson value chart or whatever, but you've got five potential contributors to an organization that wants to sustain success. And you've got a number one wide receiver, and you've got a you're down at the ninth overall pick in the in this year's draft, where you can still get a very good player ready to contribute from day one. So I do think that it's a little unrealistic to think you could have gotten more. I'm wondering about the timing of it, only because maybe that's the suggestion. If you waited longer, maybe more teams would have been desperate, but you also run the risk with a team like the Panthers that they wouldn't be able to give up as much as they're willing to now because they would have gone a different direction in free agency for a veteran quarterback. Now they're all in. Now it's their problem. Now they've got to decide between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young or trading, trading that pick and see what they can get. But you know what? I think this makes sense, and I think I'm good with the return for Ryan Poles. Let's continue the conversation. Michael is in Lakeview. Michael, welcome to the score. Morning, Michael. David. Hey, Are can you, there, you hear Michael? me, David? Yes, we can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. Good morning, man. Hey, I am ecstatic this morning. I think the Bears made the right move. It's very unbear like, if you ask me. But I, I think it does a few things for him. One, it provides them with a lot of clarity as they move into the free agency period. 
Um, they know what they need to address, and I think it's going to help them and really help them position for the draft. But I think the most important thing is if you look at the haul they got back, you know, you obviously swap the picks this year, you get the number one next year. Carolina is going to be a shell of a team when they enter into the 2024-2023 season. They have no they have no McCaffrey, obviously. He's been traded. You're going to start a rookie quarterback. If you look at their depth chart on the offense, it's 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 like it's almost bears. It's almost like the Bears had last year. I think if they're lucky, they're a five-win team next year, and that sets the Bears up to get a, t- a top of the draft um, top of the draft pick again next year. And I just think it opens up so many possibilities for them because if Fields isn't their guy, they're in a position in a really rich quarterback class next year to be able to find somebody without having to move assets around to be able to do it. I just think what Poles did is really set the Bears up to be a player in the North. And, you know, if you look at what Detroit has, you needed to do something to infuse a lot of talent into this. And I just think it's the right move at the right time. Michael, thank you very much for the phone call. You make some really good points. Ryan Poles talks about taking the North. And, oh, by the way, take the North podcast. Dan Wiederer, Adam Studzinski, and I, yeah, we had to drop an emergency edition last night. So it's there on your free Odyssey app. You want to take a listen. Studs is pretty good. He's in, he's in rare meat – not rare. He's in midseason meatball form. He's happy about the, the trade. So I think there's a lot of reasons to be happy about the trade. But Michael from Lakeview brings up a really good point. When you get a number one in 2024 – and that is the Panthers' draft pick, it could be very high because they're going to stink. They're going to maybe have a rookie quarterback. They've got a first-year coach. They're going to go through their version of 2022 and Matt Eberflus for the Bears. And when you have that pick that is presumably high and you have your own, you've got two pretty decent first-round draft picks because I don't know what this does to the Bears' season, but let's say that it doesn't really matter if you have the Panthers pick and you have two first round picks, it gives you protection. Even though I'm not going to sit here and turn this into a referendum show on what Justin Fields is and what he isn't, but it gives you protection against Justin Fields, not being the quarterback that you think that he is. You can possibly move up if you're dissatisfied, disappointed in Justin Fields in 2023, you do have the ability to sustain success. If the rest of your roster looks ready and your quarterback isn't quite. So I like that about this deal as well, Michael. So that's a really good point. Let's continue the conversation with Tony in Rogers Park. Tony, welcome to the score. Hey, good morning, David. I'll get straight to it. I'm a passing game guy. So in my opinion, because of the DJ Moore acquisition, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and Cole Komet all just got a lot better. By default, the offensive line got a lot better. Because now Justin doesn't have to wait 100 years for receivers to come out of breaks. That's all I got to say. That's a good point, Tony. You can be a passing game guy. God bless you. Watching the Bears has got to be tough. Their passing game was not sophisticated. Their passing game didn't scare anybody. Their passing game's biggest play was Justin Fields after protection breaking down in the pocket, which collapsed, running for his life and creating a highlight that you would see later on SportsCenter. The passing game was non-existent. This legitimizes the passing game in a way that they needed it to. This makes every receiver in that room maybe, I don't want to say any quicker, any more reliable, but it will make it easier to get open when they're worried about DJ Moore. And if you have DJ Moore, 
Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool on the field on third and seven, it scares the defense a lot more than having Equinemius St. Brown, Byron Pringle, and the third guy, Pettis, whoever, pick your nondescript Bears receiver from 2022 later. Doesn't matter. This legitimizes the passing game. This gives Justin Fields more weapons. This, in theory, allows you to now go out and buy a free agent tackle, maybe even draft one at number nine, Peter Skronsky, and give him more protection in the pocket so he can sit back there comfortably and look for guys to clear and get open like DJ Moore, like Darnell Mooney in the slot, like Chase Claypool doing what he did in Pittsburgh as a second receiver. I don't know that Chase Claypool will ever fit as a one anywhere. I don't know that he ever will. But he certainly is a lot more of a complimentary guy as your second option than uh, having having DJ Moore and Claypool and Mooney much better, grasping the obvious here, than having just Claypool, Mooney, and maybe a rookie contributing. So this does definitely legitimize the passing game. Puts a little more pressure on Justin Fields, but he can handle it. And I think that's the, the bottom line in terms of helps you now, protects you for later, and makes everybody kind of excited about this offseason in a way that they already were. But on Friday night, Ryan Poles put the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. The Bears made a trade. No, the Bears made a trade. That's the way you felt when you heard the news. All right, when we come back here on this special edition of Inside the Clubhouse, it's Inside the Trade, and we're going to talk to my partner every morning, Mullen Haw, Mike Mulligan from the Mullen Haw Show, joins us next. You're listening. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. To Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. If they have reached a conclusion that they're not going to get anything better than this, and we got to do it now before other teams go into free agency and pick up players and, and change their mind. And change their mind. Right. So now, like, you know, if it's Carolina, if they're going to get two future uh, number one picks, it's probably Carolina. And or if, Vegas, but likely Carolina. Likely Carolina. Yeah. If you're going to make that trade, are those picks going to be there if something happens and they start working on a deal for a Lamar Jackson? If something happens and they start working on a trade for a player, and I don't know who it might be, but there are still plenty of quarterbacks floating around out there. Welcome back to Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. That was Friday morning, ladies and gentlemen. That was on the Mullenhaw Show. And that brings us out to our guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, my radio better half, Mike Mulligan of the Mully and Osho. Mully, that was us on Friday. That was you calling it the Panthers at 9. They made the deal. Can you believe it? I, I was still shocked, David. I mean, you know we've been sitting here picking apart every scenario, and we had a lot of fun talking about how soon they were going to do it and what the implications would be. I, I am really curious now about free agency. I want to know if the car's still in front of someone's house and they're ready to run in and negotiate come Sunday at midnight. Don't you think that this potentially – I mean, they may have wanted to get this done because the Panthers were looking at a quarterback, and there might be some implications in Carolina that we're not you know, necessarily aware of. But from the Bears' perspective, they get it done now. They have the weekend to, you know, plot and plan, and maybe they already have a strategy going into free agency. Doesn't this make you think now they got their number one wide receiver? They know where they're drafting at number nine. Now maybe they are even more fixated on a tackle. Maybe it's McGlinchey. Maybe it's Orlando Brown Jr. But don't you think this helps clarify as their intentions to everyone in that building? Well, I, you know, we've talked about it a thousand times, and I think, you know, you mentioned DJ Moore. He is the key to this deal. Um, we've seen it. We've seen teams go out, and as the quarterback is going into his third year, they've got to decide if that's the guy. So you go out and you get Stephon Diggs, and uh, and you, and Josh Allen makes that step forward. You go out, you get A.J. Brown, and obviously Jalen Hurts made a huge step. I suppose, in a way, the Miami Dolphins may have been trying that strategy with Tua by bringing in Tyreek Hill, and he ended up I believe leading the league in in passer rating, but they didn't see the same bump from the quarterback because of the concussion issue. Um, I think this whole move, everything they've done here, DJ Moore is the key to the deal, and if he can help make Justin Fields a better quarterback, I, the other thing is that he's coming relatively cheap compared to the other deals, where right. every one of those guys got their hundred million plus, one hundred and twenty million. Plus, I mean, it's crazy how good the deal is for that number one receiver. 
And I think getting some pushback on the text line, I called him a number one wide receiver, and people are pointing out his production level over the last five years, and I get all that. I think we both understand all that, but you're exactly right. I mean, you look at the contract. He's got three more years of team control, $52 million left, and when you do the math on what you're paying for a number one wide receiver in your offense, on your roster, that's a relative bargain. And, you know, we always talk about starting rotations, David, in baseball and how if someone gets hurt, then everybody loses their spot kind of. Everyone has to step up. So if you're slotting a starting rotation for the Bears, all of a sudden D.J. Moore, he's a number one here. I say what you right. want about him. He's, he's WR1, and that means Chase Claypool, less pressure on him. He drops down a step. Darnell Mooney as a third receiver sounds pretty good to me. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know if Equinemia St. Brown's worth it, but he's still here. Valus Jones Jr. should be active on game day. He's the fifth receiver now. So you could still add to that group in the draft, but that is that is a much better receiving core with a guy atop it than it was before this deal was made. So we both got the text from Dustin about uh, 4 o'clock, 4.30, whatever time it was yesterday. And I think that, you know, your reaction is, oh, my gosh, they did it now. And we talked about it. And I'm so glad we did on Friday morning because there was a sense that something big might happen. It is, you know, free agency is is right around the corner, midnight on Sunday. But i I just curious, you know, I, I kind of know what your reaction was. But share with what your first thought was and what the motivation would be in making a deal 48 days before the draft and really earlier than any number one draft pick had been dealt before. Yeah, I worry it's too early. I do. Uh, You know know that I feel that way. Um, I like that they did it, though, because of the DJ Moore inclusion, and that to me is like a number one. I, you know, would I would I prefer if they had more this year? Everyone's talking about all their draft hall, and they they picked up. Uh, they swapped one for nine and picked up a effectively a third round pick. It would be top of the third round. It's the end of the second round. They still only have one pick in the first fifty players, and I was hoping for more. And, and you know, I, I will hold uh, my evaluation of Chase Claypool until you see him with an offseason with Fields and see how that develops, et cetera. But I wonder if they, if they wish they had that second-round pick. Um, they, they, they do only have one. They, now, they got three in the top 63, but that's, you know, right. that, what is it, four it, in the top uh, 63, excuse me, and, and that's the four they have in the first 100. So it all comes down to how well they draft. We will evaluate this draft after we see how many holes they've filled, how many young players they brought in, how many guys they want to build through the draft. It's, they're going to be here for a while. We know that. And uh, it's going to be fun to see what they can do. I wonder what this does in their minds if they structured this deal or is it just a result of the way it's structured and we're going to read into it. But this does give them protection against the possibility that Justin Fields doesn't have the kind of 2023 that they envision him having. This does give you protection in next year's draft because you will have the Panthers' number one uh, draft pick, which is likely to be high because they're going to stink. And you're going to have your own that if it is high, it's because your quarterback likely didn't come through in a way that you expected him to. So I do think that's the hidden, I don't want to say element of this that is, is uh, it, you don't want to call it expecting or planning for disappointment to be encouraging, but I do think it's smart 
to have some protection against the possibility that Justin Fields might not be all that. And, and David, it is certainly conceivable that, uh, that the Bears have a, a top 10 pick, let's say. I mean, I, I, I could say top five, but that would be a disaster <laughs> if that happens. So let's say they end up with a top 10 pick or 12 or something. And Carolina could be even worse. Carolina, you know, they DJ Moore, I, you can badmouth that guy all you want. He played with the ghost of Cam Newton, with Sam Darnold, and with uh, Baker Mayfield. And he put up those numbers. So I think he's going to be pretty good. And I think he's a pretty good receiver. And hopefully that makes the Bears a lot better. But as you say, if there is a, a problem, that means that all of a sudden Justin Fields isn't QB1. You might have a pretty high pick yourself if that's the result. You know that Carolina's given away a ton of talent. And uh, they got no DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey to bail them out. If, they'll be starting a rookie quarterback. Sometimes that goes very poorly. The Bears may end up with the number one overall pick again next year. Who knows? Wow, that would that would be something. Uh, that that would be an amazing thing to be in the same position two off seasons in a row to be able to wheel and deal if you want. Here's the other thing. I'm sure we'll talk about starting Monday morning and and really because this becomes a, a big part of the conversation. Molly, we have exhausted the Jalen Carter episode and incident, and we know where things stand with him right now legally, and that is likely to change before the draft. But I think we both agree when you're drafting first and when you're drafting ninth, the risk-reward calculus is different. So what might have been true about drafting Jalen Carter in the top five kind of changes, and the scale is more gradual, and you might be a little bit more forgiving or more willing to take a risk if he gets to nine. I don't think he will. I think the Lions might be you know, pouncing on him at six if he's still there. But is he a guy now that becomes more intriguing just because Ryan Poles might be willing, more willing to take a risk? Um, yeah, I think that there's a difference between taking a guy at number one and number nine. I, I think barring more coming out negative about uh, Jalen Carter, and, and I, I've heard rumors to that effect, but there is nothing that's come out thus far. So if that happens, then he's going to free fall. But I, I have a hard time seeing him getting out of the top five, six picks, if indeed seven, I guess, if, if he is uh, available and ready to go. I, I, I think that the league will make a determination about whether he is uh, capable of being there. Um, and, and I think that it's going to be really interesting to see if there's more movement at the top of the draft after the Bears have now traded the number one pick. That is another possibility that could be really interesting. And, you know, I know you mentioned Peter Skaronsky or uh, Paris Johnson Jr., whoever. Could a team want to move in front of the Bears to get that guy? Is yeah. there a possibility that that sort of thing happens? Could someone want to move up for, for Carter? I mean, th there, are, there are a world of possibilities that exist in, that, uh, in the top of that draft because of, you know, a team like – Arizona, are they willing to move out because they feel they have a quarterback? Do they want to take uh, the pass rusher there? I, I just think it's – yeah, I mean, the people down in Carolina talked about maybe trading down if they felt their quarterback was going to be there. I doubt that happens. Maybe they'd make a move with Houston to try to recoup something if they felt that he wasn't – they weren't after C.J. Stroud, who apparently is their guy. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I think it's a fascinating idea – that Carter falls and the Bears, if they end up with him at nine, get out of here. That's unbelievable. I, I know. 
This is what we'll never know, too. I, I think we talked about how surprising it was to hear Ryan Poles be as forthcoming and public about, hey, I got three teams. You know, hey, Peter King, come yeah. in my suite. Yeah. and I, I'm, I'm going to get a, a one and 24 and a one and 25. Look at me now. And then he was called a virtuoso. And I think we kind of snickered, scoffed a little bit. And yet I wonder, Molly, if – was he saying that because he wanted people to know if, it, if the Panthers were one of those three teams and, and maybe he had a deal in place for two number ones? Maybe the Panthers thought, okay, well, if that's the case, we'll tempt them with this number one wide receiver and a second, and you can have our number one next year. Do you think they sweetened the pot based on how Ryan Poles handled this, or is that overstating it? Because I guess that we'll never know, but I'm okay with them getting – a, a, a player like Moore and a second rounder with that first round pick in, in a, instead of those two number ones that we held him to all week. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you, David. I mean, who knows? Maybe that number two pick ends up being a really high number two pick. Again, we'll see what happens with them as they try to build their team up. Um, th- to me, the, the conversation in my mind anyway, is immediately shifting toward free agency. So, so, Get, you, you did a good job, Ryan Poles. You got a weapon in here, and you also have draft capital. Now go out and get the left tackle. Go out, and, and if it ends up being McClinchy, you're not going to hear me complain. But you've got to get help on that line. And that clears you up to be able to get more help for the line. And you've got to get a defensive line. Get someone now and get someone in the draft. And we know there's a ton of edge rushers, so maybe take an edge rusher uh, with that pick you just got late in the second round. I, I think there's a world of possibility for them, but it starts now they got to build around the ball, and they got to build from the ball out. And I, I hope they do it both in free agency and certainly in the draft as well. And this is something we'll explore beginning Monday morning again at 5.30 on the Mullen Haw Show. You know, we talked about this already, but I wonder how much does this move make your free agency impact your draft thought process? I mean, you weren't going to do that at one, and you weren't going to do that maybe in the top five. It's always going to be – and maybe you don't do that at nine. I, I guess I'm thinking out loud here. You, you always are going to think best player available, highest player on the board, all the cliches you hear from executives – but, Molly, when you go out and you get a wide receiver who's now your wide receiver number one, and maybe in free agency you do get a left tackle, does that maybe take a couple guys on that board, maybe the top left tackle, maybe your number one wide receiver, and drop them a notch lower because the need isn't as gaping of a hole and it doesn't have to, you don't have to address it immediately? Well, I, I think it's a great point, David, and I would say trading for Claypool last year was a nod toward the lack of, uh, of top-notch receivers available in this free agency. He said as much, and you look at, you know, Jacoby Myers, and you say you, you want to break the bank for that guy. So you get a, a guy, as you say, who's under financial control for his, his 26, 27, 28 football seasons. I mean, that, that is fantastic at that age to get that guy. And, and you find out how good he can be and what he can do. And now you're not desperate, so you're not looking for Jacoby Myers or anyone in free agency. You can always add guys if you want, but not a frontline guy. And then you go into the draft, and now you have the you, – you don't need to take a guy, but you could take a guy if you did indeed cover yourself in the, in the, in the free agent period with, with offensive and defensive line. So I think it, it just – everything he's done – has created the flexibility he talked about. 
he talked about flexibility, and he wanted that through the draft. You mentioned it with the quarterback. They're giving him this shot. They got him, you know, a front-line player. Hopefully they get him a couple more to protect him. And then all of a sudden you'll find out more about the quarterback and you'll know more about your offense. And, and again, you, you know, they've got, to, uh, they've got the flexibility to decide who to take. That's your point. Last thing, Molly, so this isn't Charlotte talk, talk Radio, but I do think it's interesting. Do you think the Panthers were motivated to move now because of, it, it was almost an implied or else? Well, okay, if you don't want to make this deal now, we're going to go out and we're going to go sign Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever the case. And maybe they still can, right. but do you think that this deal may have happened on Friday the way that it did 48 hours before free agency because of their fixation on a free agent quarterback or the threat of them going after one. You know, I never thought they were going to go after Aaron Rodgers to try to deal for him because he doesn't fit their profile as a team. They're they're not a team a quarterback away. But there are other guys out there. You know, I I was kind of surprised that that Derek Carr wasn't more on their radar. He seems to kind of fit where they're at. They need a young player. They need a young quarterback. They hired Frank Reich, and he's a quarterback whisperer, right? So we'll find out if he can get the young quarterback that and do something with him. Uh, that makes sense to me. I think from their standpoint, they could not they, – they were at nine, and they could not hope to get a deal. They wanted to get it done so they know what they're looking for in free agency, and they know that you know they're not going to sign Lamar, not that they ever were. But I just think that they needed the clarity more than the Bears did. And the Bears got what they felt was enough to make that deal. We're not privy to all the conversations that this guy had and all the all the noise about what's going to happen. I'm going to follow the draft very closely because I want to see if there's a lot of movement up there and who's willing to make what move for what player and if any of these quarterbacks really emerge as sort of the guy and the franchise member of the group and, and if that kind of fuels it. But. I think we feel good about what the Bears have done. I think that DJ Moore changes the conversation because you got help for the quarterback. So you're not just going to throw him to the wolves in the fashion you did last year. Absolutely correct. I, I agree. And I think it's funny because we had all those segments and all those days we talk about, oh, the car- quarterback carousel spinning and how it affects one team is going to eventually affect what the Bears do. And you know what? Is that It turned out to be true. <laughs> because the fact that De- Derek Carr not going to the Panthers or the Panthers not getting the, the veteran, you know, in this cycle of free agent quarterbacks, it, it put them in a position to to want to draft one uh, and then want to move up. So it did, in fact, uh, affect the Bears indirectly. But now we're talking about a trade. So, yeah, good stuff. Great call. And uh, thanks for taking a few moments out of your Saturday morning to join us. Love it, David. Thank you, buddy. Great talking to you as always. Talk to you Monday morning. Mike (laughs) Mulligan. Can't wait. Better half of the Mully and Ha show every morning, 530 to 10. Kind enough to join us here to talk Bears because it was a big trade. You know what it's for. The Bears trade with the Panthers. They get the ninth overall pick to swap spots, the 61st overall pick this year in the second round, a first rounder in 2024, a second rounder 2025, and, by the way, a number one wide receiver in D.J. Moore. What do you think? 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls, and then we'll get to Tom Thayer at the top of the hour. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's not inside the clubhouse. It's inside the trade. Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. The ninth spot is a good place for the Bears uh, to land if they stay there. I, I think 
there remains a chance, maybe a good chance, that they move again. You know, they could go up or down now, don't forget. They've got ammunition to move up if they want to. So, you know, they've, they've got some interesting options if this plays out the way we think it might at, at this early stage. Welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. David Haw till 11 o'clock talking Bears, usually talking inside the clubhouse, but we're going inside the trade programming decision to look at this big deal because it is significant. Ryan Poles trades the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. Swap spots at number nine also get a lot in return, including DJ Moore, the number one wide receiver, and four other assets that when you do have success, assuming the Bears will, this gives you an opportunity to sustain it. That was Dan Pompey from The Athletic, our friend of the show as well, on last night, Friday night, with Gabe and Grody, talking about his view of the move. I don't think the Bears are going to move up. I don't know that they're going to move down, but they can. I think it's more likely they move down than up because now they don't have to be fixated on any one thing, any one player item, if you will. So I wonder if they will be more flexible in moving down because I don't know that you need to be aggressive in moving up because of you want to, you don't want to give up anything more. I think you want, you multiplied this pick. You've got, you've, you've got a plentiful draft haul ahead. Uh, save your wheeling and dealing for the middle rounds. I, I, I like either staying at nine or moving down to add even more assets, but I think you can get a very impactful player at nine. And that's going to be the fun of it. Now in the 47 days until the draft, we can stop talking about what are they going to do with the number one overall pick. I think now we can start talking about what they're going to do with the ninth selection because uh, that can be fun. The draft is great anyway. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Jeff is in Schaumburg, 312-644-6767. Let us know what you think. Good morning, Jeff. Welcome to the score. We lost Jeff. Jeff, we lost you. Call back if you want to. We're going to have Tom Thayer. Let's just reset here. Tom Thayer is going to join us at the top of the hour. And then we're going to get to your phone calls because there's a lot of reaction out there. And I'm sorry for people who were calling and on hold. Wanted to get Molly's point of view because as you heard coming into the segment, we talked about this very scenario Friday morning. We wondered with free agency beginning at midnight Monday, when the clock strikes midnight, teams can start to negotiate with free agents. Ryan Poles was very forthcoming about a lot of things, but it, one of them was maybe trading now so you can understand what's ahead and provide some clarity and organization as well for the teams you're dealing with. And that's exactly what happened. And we talked about that on Friday morning. I wonder what the Colts think. I wonder what the Texans think. I wonder what the Raiders think. The Panthers pulled the trigger. They did what they needed to do. They're not afraid either. Scott Fitterer is not afraid to make a big deal. They traded Christian McCaffrey. They're in the midst of a massive rebuild. They got a second, third, and fourth this year and a fifth in 2024 for Christian McCaffrey. And now, because they feel like they have a lot of draft capital, they use some of it to, to trade up to get the number one overall selection. So in an indirect way, we talk about the quarterback carousel. The Christian McCaffrey trade way back during the deadline – had an effect on what we're talking about now. Everything's related. The NFL never sleeps. Chicago, a football city. 365 days a year. And it's great. And we love it. And call us next hour to talk about this trade. 312-644-6767. Tom Thayer is next. You're listening to Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.